0: The mic outside the mic the mic. the mic, the
1: mic outside the mic What's up
0: everybody? What's up? Hey, thank you, guys. Live band in here, studio today. Man, you got excellent. That was awesome. Singer,
1: you were a little pitchy.
0: Well, okay. Now you hurt his feelings. Uh, He's all right. I think he left. Look at that guy. Walk it off. Walk it off. He's not even helping the drummer carry anything now. Isn't that typical?
1: Can anybody help a drummer? Never. (laughs) They're out of here already. (laughs) Hey, gang. It is Outside the Mic. I'm Jarrett Weimer. I'm Martin Meyer. We banter and speculate... All Matters Music Related.
0: All Matters Music Related. Every single matter most, that
1: matters. Okay, Most Matters Music Related. M-M-M-M-R. <laughs> Shoot, I don't think I did <laughs> that right. <laughs>
0: qualify it in <at laughs> ASMR. Is as that? Oh, yeah.
1: All Matters Music related. Should we do this in ASMR? No, I we shouldn't. Okay, let's not do that. Because we, that we talk so much ASMR and I listen a little bit of ASMR, mm-hmm. now my ears are just a little sensitive to whispering. Are they? Yeah. Sensitive, like, in a
0: good way? Like, they ticklish? No, or?
1: like, you know, when it tickles to when it hurts? That's where I'm at. That's where it hurts you're at right with yeah.
0: I meant to do a little asmr therapy myself oh this week i was gonna ask ask my wife elsa to whisper in my ear and i forgot to do that because i whisper
1: sweet nothings in your yeah, ear that'd be Aww. sensitive like
0: ticklish that's and cute gives, it just gave me goosebumps like that and he does
1: all. elsa he does have goosebumps i really do <laughs> oh no that one was a that was a zit that's a Sorry. Mole.
0: yeah wrong <laughs> wrong one we got we got mr rhino here tonight again. I don't know what that's going to end up meaning, but... What does that... Yeah, what does that symbolize? We know what a black widow, what does a rhino symbolize? I'm gonna... There's our first fact check. Let me write that down. I didn't do that yet. Fact check number one. Since we keep saying we're going to do that and then we don't write these down.
1: (laughs) But we have a few. We are musicians at heart. Oof, That didn't come out right. We are musicians at heart because we are not organized. Okay. So there's an edit. (laughs) (laughs) That's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. We are musicians at heart because we're so unorganized. You know, that's a good point. (laughs) (laughs) I'm,
0: I'm sure there was some musicians who would beg to differ with that. But typically... That's, well, it's an easy excuse for artists <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> maybe. It's and like, those I'm, musicians are yeah.
1: typically classically trained, and we hate them.
0: There. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> just
1: That's kidding. a heavy qualification just, there. Just but Hate's a strong word. It Hates is. Hate's a strong word. I'm actually very, uh, well, this, uh,
0: it's weird. I'm organized in some respects, really organized, mm-hmm. almost to the point of being a little bit anal retentive about things. I'd agree. But when (laughs) thank you (laughs) look at our table jared it looks wonderful yeah but when it comes to certain aspects of being organized like obviously fact check there's just it's kind of a matter of priorities it's like oh i've got other things that are more important yeah
1: so who needs to know the facts in life who needs the facts of life not i did you ever see that show no
0: generation gap we're gonna have a new little plug you ever watch spongebob
1: (laughs) oh yeah there's my childhood (laughs) <laughs> that's your childhood yeah sadly that, to explain
0: that jared mm-hmm. you want to lay down on the couch here and talk about it a little bit
1: oh who lives in a pineapple under the sea spongebob square so you have seen See? it
0: yeah oh but you almost threw me mm-hmm. there because i thought you were just gonna go off and sing the whole thing oh. <laughs> <laughs> his eyes got really big like don't don't do that
1: no don't do that
0: And welcome to the Spongebob Squarepants episode number seven. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Not. Not. What do we have in episode number seven? Um, Thank you for tuning in, by the way. And if you've been tuning in all along from pilot to not a pilot to this point. Which is what you are. Not. (laughs) We, We just want to say thank you. And if we forget to say thank you, we'll say it again and again. Thank you. Throughout the show. Thank you we we appreciate our listeners a lot and, and we have some listeners that that we really appreciate don't we Jared? We do. I hmm. would say so. We do. We want to mention a few and we're calling them now officially outsiders. Outsiders. Correct.
1: How do we you are like that? You're
0: all outsiders in we're this outside. big old world. Did we did we mention that on the last time that when you first brought that up and when I first read it it was it was our listener Todd.
1: Who yeah, mentioned, mm-hmm. yeah
0: he read he mentioned the outsiders and I, I didn't
1: i didn't get it at first and i hate
0: to admit that but i was yeah, a little like, thick
1: listen this guy he's been listening and he came up with this great idea outsider spotlight and that's what we should call it right and he and you i saw this you just kind of went yeah
0: outside well i might not have been quite that vague but no that's... you were a little drool fell out of your mouth <laughs> You're, yeah i started twitching mm-hmm. and I, no, I i i remember it thinking it a trigger that's clever but i'm why would why are they outsiders that sounds like <laughs> like almost like a that's a bad thing to say about somebody but then i got it and it clicked and the light bulb went out yeah. like outside the mic outsiders yeah see i'm willing to be honest about those things i think that's good i can <laughs> admit my my shortcomings <laughs> at times yes but we we do like that and we also
1: i think mentioned it last time outsider spotlight yeah okay. so shout outs are now going to be called outsiders spotlight outsider spotlight shoot i don't know which one is it outsider spotlight outsider spotlight outside well now i'm just, just thinking of apple cider
0: oh, all you did is changed if if it had an s at the end outsiders or outsider i like
1: outsiders spotlight. outsiders spotlight yeah only it sounds like outsiders. Because you can just roll right into the next word, outsiders, spotlight. See what I did there? They both end an S, and start there.
0: with an S. And we might end up, we'll have an edit that follows into this with a little thing that'll be like,
1: outside a spotlight. Outsiders,
0: spotlight. Outsider spotlight. <laughs> <laughs> a little confetti at the end. Yeah, we don't even need instruments. We're just going to no. do it with our mouth. We're going to do that. What do they call that when they do that? Beatbox? A piano. Beatbox. I'm like, oh, uh, Jaw Harp? <laughs> <laughs> not that again. Oh,
1: yeah, not oh, that again. <laughs> good
0: Lord. <laughs> Which, okay, now that you mentioned that, real quickly, just a little thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, listener Jeff mentioned that uh, Blaze of Glory, John Bon Jovi. If you want to check out, this, I guess, is a classic example of a Jaw's Harp. Jew Harp. What's it called? <laughs> Both. Both. Is it? Yeah, Jaw Harp, and then they also
1: it adapted to Jew Harp.
0: Okay, well, good. Then that wasn't just me being confused. Yeah, it was...
1: Me being confused. Or socially unacceptable. (laughs) You're you're (laughs) good, bro. (laughs)
0: Thank you. I back you up. Thank you. I appreciate Mm -hmm. that. All right. So we are at the outsider spotlight. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that was a fact check. No, we did. You explained what a Jaws harp was or a a Jaw harp at the time. What we'd like to say today and draw attention to these wonderful people, Kara Moccasin Springs.
1: Who's been an awesome supporter from day one. yes. She's just shared everything and just spread the love, spread the episodes. Kara, we we just appreciate you. Thank you Thank so you, much. Thank you, Kara. Thank you for sharing it. And if you are in the Black Hills area in South Dakota, come to Hot Springs and check out Moccasin Springs.
0: Absolutely. Close for the season right now in Buffalo Dreamer. They will be open in the spring. I don't know the exact date, but come yeah. to Hot Springs in the spring. And if you haven't been to Moccasin Springs, then come in the spring to Hot Springs to Moccasin Springs. How about that
1: spring into the springs ah ah yeah springiness mm-hmm. i can't wait for spring me neither dude Man. here's what keeps happening my yard will fall out the mm-hmm. snow will melt mm-hmm. and i will go it's so nice to see my yard again next day snow isn't that just the way it happened to oh, last time yeah gosh, we finally it.
0: got it was almost like you were getting spring fever a little bit and then it just whipped us back into it <laughs> place like hmm. nope sorry
1: you can't you can you forget what season it is yeah exactly
0: it's winter winter mm-hmm. grabs us again so right
1: thank you carol we love you we do carol
0: thank you and the next outsider spotlight <clears throat>
1: actually we're gonna try a call tonight yeah we're gonna make a live call here on otm we're gonna call our good buddy matt who actually has a little bit of something to say from an old misheard lyric Yes, he does. He
0: had had mentioned it before, and we forgot to mention it in episode 5, and then we forgot to mention it in episode 6, and here we are in episode 7, and we'll see if Matt answers the phone. Tall grass
1: isn't Matt. (laughs) Whoa! He answered his phone! Did he say tall ass or tall grass?
0: I think he said tall grass, I'm pretty sure. That was extremely professional, Matt. That's incredible because you had absolutely no idea we were calling you, and yet it was just as if it was on cue. And he answered his phone, and
1: hmm, <laughs> hmm
0: there was no preemptive planning, none whatsoever. How you doing, Matt? I'm good. I'm really good. That, that's good. It's kind of awesome, bro. It's kind of late at night. We're sorry to bother you, but uh, we yeah. hope you can. We do you have the permission to use your masculine husky voice online here with us? <laughs> sure.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On live. That's what the I mean. Royalty checks under yeah. roll in <laughs> <Yeah. for years. laughs> As soon as we get them you will get them, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How does that yeah. work?
0: I like that. You mentioned tall grass architecture. So landscape architecture. Landscape yes. that's the firm. That's the one we're plugging on. Outsiders. You're an outsider, aren't you, Matt? I am. <laughs> Thank <Dedicated>. you. <laughs> we <Dedicated>. appreciate that. <laughs> You know, you mentioned to me, and I forgot to to bring it up a couple of episodes ago, we talked about a misheard lyric, and it was Taylor Swift, and it was the song was called Blank? Blank Space. Blank Space. Blank Spaces? Blank Space. And we both thought it was Starbucks lovers, but you had another interpretation, and we wanted to share that with our listeners. Do you remember what it was? Uh, the...
1: That's. That's the one.
0: That's the one. That's the one. And I can see that perfectly. What the, the original lyric was? What it's like? Got a got a long list of ex-lovers. Yeah, which sounds nothing. Here. Yeah, which I don't know if we ever. Gotta, off my Gotta give off my cervix lovers. <laughs> Gotta love the Starbucks lovers. <laughs> They all flow right into that misheard lyric, which is, by the way, a Green. Are you aware of what a Green is, Matt? No. What's a monde- Green? Well, you might have to look that up because I think your time here and outside the mic is. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> just <Okay>. kidding. Amanda <laughs> Green is actually a neologism. Did you know Say that? Say what? <laughs> well, what?
1: <No. laughs> we're going we're gonna to share this part with you quickly. There is a story. Dictionaries? Do you think I have? We're throwing too much at Matt late at night. We need
0: to... (laughs) We are. We're going to look into the meaning of Mondegreen later, but actually, Matt, it's the official word for a misheard lyric is called Mondegreen. Oh,
1: cool. There's a word for it.
0: Yeah. You know, people always say, geez, English doesn't have as many, you know, like words like perfect Nugent or whatever, you know, but it does if you look them up, I guess. It does? Yeah. Well... And and that's why there's a word called neologism, which is basically a newly coined word or expression. So I think anytime we could be having this conversation, you could invent a word, and it could go viral, and eventually it's going to be in Merriam-Webster's dictionary. Good old Merriam. Good old Merriam. We love her. Sweetheart. <laughs> when we <Sweetheart. laughs> when we have presidents who just make up words and then they end up in the dictionary, it's great. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me started. Don't. <laughs> You're triggering that. you not triggering God, we don't want to do that. So, All right, buddy. Well, I hope we didn't, you know, uh, you have a cozy evening at home. Are you watching a movie or something? Jojo Rabbit. It's amazing. Jojo Rabbit. Okay, listeners, there's a, is it a comedy, a dramedy, a, a chick flick? Uh, <laughs> don't lie. It's a butt. It's great. And it's comedy, you said? Yeah, comedy, I guess. Mm. Right on. Right on. Say the title one I'm more time. More about it, but I can't remember the director's name. Okay. Jo- New Jojo, what? I got to write it down. Rabbit. Jojo. Not to be confused with Roger Rabbit. No. They're not even related. And it's not animated, right? No. it's not. Okay. Okay, good. some of the Right on. Well, we may really? do that tonight, right right when we finish wrapping episode 7, and we're going to go watch a movie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, thanks for being there. Thanks for for answering the phone and being a part of outside the mic. We appreciate that, buddy. It's it's a pleasure to hear your melodious voices. <laughs> <laughs> All right, don't go too far. <laughs> yeah. We like that. And and Jared had a question. He was just curious. That's not a dispensary, right? Tall grass archi- architecture. No. 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 They are landscape uh, architects. Yeah, not
1: in <laughs> South Dakota. Right.
0: I guess we are. We already qualified that. So, all right. Yeah. Thanks, Matt. Okay. Good night. Bye. Bye. How do you like that? Our first guest on our show. What an awesome guy, he, Matt's. Matt's great. So chill. God love Matt. I yeah. wish I could be more like Matt. Well, and you know he listens to our show. <laughs> he listens to our show. We love him. Yeah. <laughs> we love you all. We, we even if you, you don't all. listen to our show, if you're one of our listeners on. No, not listeners, followers on Facebook, which, you know, you'd think maybe if you had like 350 followers on your Facebook page that you'd get that many listens every time. I guess it doesn't work no, that way, No, does it doesn't it? work that way. Uh-uh. <laughs> Darn it. Nope. You'd That's think.
1: Right. We're going to keep plugging away anyway. That's all right. We love you anyways, but maybe just give a listen once or twice.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. And so moving on, that was our Outsiders spotlight. I do like Outsiders. It yeah, flows off the tongue a little good. better.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, do we have some fact checks? We on the fact
1: check. Is that going to be my responsibility? Mm-hmm. This if- I, this whole thing is your because I see I'm over here. I'm I'm priming the vocal cords, mm. getting ready for the the. The meat and potatoes. Actually, I've come to realize that the meat and potatoes isn't so much the story. It's what happens at the beginning. I feel like that's the meat and potatoes of this show. Is that... Is it like being juxtaposed now? Let's say is what it's again? Moving. What was that? <laughs> you good?
0: I, I gave you another new word. Juxtapose. Hey, let's write this down. I know what it means. What? But Juxtaposh. Jux. Have you ever heard of juxtaposition? Dude, could... Juxtaposed, Jarrett. We're going to look it up. Quit messing around with these words. No, I'm talking serious stuff here, Jarrett. And you just—I think that's what you touched on when you mentioned meat and potatoes. And I think you're right. That kind of has become. Oh yeah. And not that that isn't still our mission statement, as you put it earlier, about what outside the mic actually means what do we, yeah. stories. Mm-hmm. But we have so much fun when we get in uh, into the episode. <laughs> that's why we get so long. That that has kind of become. A little bit of the focus, and you let us know <laughs> if you think that's okay, or if you want to. <laughs> if juxtapose this is too much back. for you,
1: let us know. We'll reel it in.
0: We'll reel it in. Juxtaposition: the fact of two things being seen or placed close together with contrasting effects. So I guess that sort of makes sense. What's an example? Or not of, at all. <laughs> authors can juxtapose people, places, things, and ideas. Shakespeare juxtaposes light and dark in Romeo and Juliet, which in a way juxtaposes the two young innocent lovers and the darkness of their
1: fate and their families' hate. I think the reason why some of those words... Romeo, wherefore art thou? <laughs> there, there's a prime example. I think the reason why some of those words disappear, what? they're too hard to say. <laughs> you think? It's easier just to say, I'm confused, moving on, rather than to say juxtaposition... Or whatever you, whatever.
0: (laughs) You can't see the young kids these days just like wanting to walk around. They're like, juxtapose, juxtapose, I gotta juxtapose it. Hashtag there. juxtapose. (laughs) See, I think kids would dig it. They just need to hear these words on outside the mic. Dig it. Right. And then you'll be walking down Hot Springs Street one day and some kids can be going, look at that. They juxtapose
1: that streetlight with uh, the crosswalk. And the cops got called. And the cops
0: got called because they juxtaposed everywhere. It's an act or instance of placing two elements
1: close together or side by side.
0: Whoa, we do we juxtapose a lot here. We're kind of
1: we're kind of two elements that when you place too close together, crazy stuff happens. Right? Ah, am I am I I'm on track with the definition here? You had me at juxtaposed. Okay. <laughs> I'm confused. Moving on. (laughs) Moving on.
0: Here we are into our fact check. We don't have a lot of them, not just because we didn't take Joe. Joe.
1: (laughs) Gaston, you've got to pull yourself together.
0: But I bet actually if we listen back, we didn't have that many fact checks. That's a fact check. That's the fact check. That's the fact
1: check. One might say we're getting better.
0: Maybe. One might. (laughs) Not to say we're patting ourselves on the back, our para hang ourselves on the back.
1: All right. Okay, one of them
0: was para. And I, I kinda I feel bad there again having to even admit that we didn't know exactly. Well, here's the thing. It's very easy to just have a conversation. Yeah. And somebody might throw a word out or you might, and you're so familiar with it, and yet you might not really know the root meaning of the word. So that's kind of what happened with para. I stumble through life a lot like that. So (laughs) Yeah, yeah, go for it. I'm ready. Good. So we thought we'd check what the root word para means. Para is a prefix, and it's a prefix with many meanings. And I think this is why it can be confusing. There's lots of words that use para, Hmm. including... This is the meanings, including alongside of, B side, near, resembling, beyond, apart from, and abnormal. Beside, that's interesting. B sides. Hmm, and beside it all comes back. There you go. For example, the parathyroid glands are called parathyroid because they are adjacent to the thyroid. Para and juxtaposed are kind of whoa, where is this going? Are you high? <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> really? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to edit that or not, but... Uh, we'll leave it in there. Yeah, we probably will.
1: <laughs> you know, or we, we won't.
0: Are, you know, we just start having so much fun, we
1: might as well be. Yes, I am a high in life, Jared. Thank you very much. Yeah, see, yeah. that's...
0: Yeah. Juxtaposed
1: with my... You can just be enjoying life and you don't have to rely on substance. You can just be giggly and laughy and for no reason. Yeah, and you can juxtapose it with your deep depression. And and you can just use normal American words that everybody understands.
0: (laughs) Let's try that. (laughs) Once in a while. No, I'm going to have... That's going to be a challenge of mine from now on throwing out at least one word that you don't know. That's not much of a challenge.
1: <laughs> that's not a challenge at all. I'll take you it do on. that every day. I just don't let you know that I don't know. okay that word but
0: I don't let you know that I don't know. <laughs> that's great. Okay, and then I'm gonna move into the meat and potatoes. but that's pretty much it with fact check. Oh, there is another one. I mentioned a movie when I talked about Charlie Parker mm-hmm. and I called it lightning in a bottle. My bad lightning in a bottle we will look up later actually i'm gonna write that down because i think that is a it's the
1: name of a concert i don't think we're doing so good because our fact checks are causing more fact checks (laughs) so that's we we should have just we should have just stayed confident on we were getting better do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing because it gives us stuff
0: to talk to talk about our fact checks are leading to more fact checks that's (laughs) awful that's
1: awful yeah (laughs) Well, when you start to try to pick apart the English language, I think, yeah, you're always going to be stumbling down a dark hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. you're right. I think you're right. Well, look up Lightning in the Bottle. We're going to leave it up
0: to you, folks. But the movie was Whiplash. And I am, I did make a note to explore a little bit further because Whiplash, if you're a musician, even if you're not, if you just like music,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's kind of intense. Have you ever seen it? No. It's a good movie, though. Hmm. Uh, really good movie. And that's the one that mentions the Charlie Parker story. And I called it lightning in a bottle. I'm going to have to see and find out exactly for sure what lightning in a bottle meant. So the last thing is, when we talked about Mondegreen, we mentioned something about Lady Mondegreen. Oh, yeah. So I had to look this up to see exactly what that was referring to. The word Mondegreen, meaning a mishearing of a popular phrase or song lyric, It was actually coined by the writer Sylvia Wright. As a child, she had heard the Scottish ballad, The Bonnie Earl of Murray, and she had believed that one stanza went like this. And I'm not going to sing the melody because I don't know it. Ye highlands and ye lowlands, (laughs) O where hay you been? They hay slay the Earl of Murray and Lady Mondegreen. So she misheard Lady Mondegreen. So, poor Lady Mondegreen thought Sylvia Wright, a tragic heroine dying with her liege. How poetic. When it turned out some years later that what they had actually done was slay the Earl of Murray and lay him on the green. Oh, Isn't yes,
1: that something? That's just, the perfect yeah, Mondegreen. Yeah.
0: They haste slay the Earl of Murray and lay him on the green, and she heard Lady Mondagreen. So Wright was so distraught by the sudden disappearance of her heroine that she memorialized her with a neologism.
1: Wow, a happy accident. Back
0: to neologism, which is a newly coined word or expression. So how do you do that? If you're Sylvia Wright and you say, I misheard a lyric, now I want to invent a word for it, do you just say it, or do you call the dictionary? <laughs> and say, hey, you don't have a word for this, mondegreen, and then they go, let me check that. Okay, you're in. How's, Excuse me,
1: Miss Webster. Um, the other day, I got a lyric wrong for a song, and I got to thinking uh there's no word when you get a lyric wrong to a song there's no word for that so uh i was listening to this song and i got the word wrong and i said mondegreen can we call it mondegreen what
0: devil you worked on a sylvia wright impersonation for this week
1: yeah i did what do you how do you find time for all of these that's and that is that is to a t what she does not sound like that look google it folks (laughs)
0: Is Sylvia right? She's a little older now. I don't even know if she's Ew. alive yet, but thank you for that. You're welcome. Wow. That was amazing. <sighs> I'm just <laughs> so overwhelmed by that. That's it for fact
1: checking on this program. <laughs> so we'll probably cut there, but that's good. <laughs> 26. Okay. Good. So on to B-side then? Yeah, you
0: should be writing these times down. I am. we no, got minute me, 7, me, 26. Me, and then B-side. Remember?
1: You want story, then B-side? Yeah. Okay. All right. So we're going to do something a little bit different this week. Moving on then. I guess you're ready to move on? Okay. I'm ready to move All on. Right. I'm done with that. Thank God. Thank you. Um, we're going to swip swap. That's what I was about to say. Swap. We're going to flip-flop the story, and this week you are going to do a B side Are we going to juxtapose it? We're going to... Are we going to para... Paraline it? Like, I'm I'm going to para you. Juxtapara it? Yeah. Para Para juxta. I'm soaking. My head is hurting. And it's not because these headphones are too tight. You're hurting my head. I'm sorry. While you're reading your story, I'll give you a little Uh, shoulder rub. Go ahead. Sharon, I need a Tylenol. Okay, here we go. We're flip-flopping. Sharon is our intern that doesn't get paid. Oh, thanks, Sharon. No, he's just kidding. Also, who doesn't exist. Okay. Okay, here we go. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> our story this week
0: Where am i sharing
1: is actually i feel like it's going to be one of the best ones because it literally is outside the mic it's the reason behind the season and i just when i read it when i stumbled upon this it's story the reason for the season that's right the otm season yeah um so i lost my train of thought and you're playing with a wooden rhino again.
0: I didn't derail you. I was <laughs> I was totally focused on what you were saying. Don't blame it on me. <laughs> okay. 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 Okay okay, right.
1: okay. 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 This story did, did you enjoy starts playing
0: plane ride. Never mind. <laughs>
1: in the Cessna 178. Yeah. Okay. This week's story on OTM is about a French music kick butt lady. Okay. It's all. It's how I'm going to start it off with. It may not be grammatically correct, but when when I read this, oh my gosh. And many people probably have heard this story, but I'm going to share it because I didn't hear it and somebody else out there probably hasn't heard it. So here we go. Can I pause you just for one second? Pause. What did you call her again? I want to write that down.
0: A French, French music kick butt... Is that on our Wikipedia page? No. Okay. Go yeah.
1: ahead then. Okay, here we go.
0: French music kick, kick butt, butt chick. chick.
1: Yeah. Got French it. music kick butt chick. got you there. Yep. So... Um, yeah, well, like I said, when I found this, I was blown away uh, with what this singer, this French singer, was capable of in such a crappy time in history. Mm-hmm. Um, so today, we'll be talking about French uh, cabaret singer and performer, Edith Piaf.
0: Oh, you weren't even going to let me guess. No. You know, you know what's good about that? What did you know? I would have never guessed. Really? You would have never guessed? I do know her name, but there's no way. You could have given me loads of information and I would not have been guessing I mean I'm so confused just by French kick butt I'm like I'm thinking Sophie she's not uh, a French
1: ninja let's just clear that up right now so I'm
0: glad you told us
1: but she did kick some butt okay born in Paris, France Mm -hmm. as Edith uh, oh crap French names here we go oh no Yeah, she had a different name Giovanna Gassion help me out here you speak other languages born in Paris, France Giovanna Gassion no, Edith Giovanna Gassion. Edith Giovanna Gassion. G- there you go.
0: What he said. That was just like you plugged into a French translator, wasn't it? That's amazing.
1: Yeah, something like that. I have no idea. On December 19th, so she was born uh, in Paris, France on December 19th, 1915. Is she alive? Uh, I don't know. Crap. Fact check that. Okay. Yeah, okay. We'll Why it. are you doing this to me already? Sorry, I'm just she's just, she's born, just born, born and you're, you're asking me if she's dead yet? What's the matter with okay. you? Is Edith. Alive. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Um, 1915. She was born into a lonely world. Edith was abandoned by her mother at birth, and was left to live with her maternal grandmother for a short time. Aww. In 1916, just a year later, the First World War was underway and forced her father to enlist in the French Army. Her grandmother, her maternal grandmother, ran a brothel in Bernay, Normandy. Is this a new? Like not a new, but. Didn't we have a brothel story with we James did. Brown? We did, James Brown, yeah. Wow,
0: what's going on? Bad right?
1: things happen there. Okay, some <laughs> good things, too. Depends all on your perspective, that. I guess. Okay. Normandy is the furthest northwestern region in France, in case anybody was wondering. Because mm-hmm. I didn't know where it was, so I wanted to make sure I, I said where it was. Oh, yeah, we were all about geography here on Outside the Mic. That's right, Outside yep. the Mic, Inside the World. Mm-hmm. It was there that Edith was primarily cared for and raised by, of course, prostitutes. Wow. It is noted that one of the mistresses of the brothel, Madame Gabby, was considered family for she became the godmother of Edith, Edith's half-sister, Denise Gassion. Okay. Wait. Okay. She became, she became the, the godmother of her half-sister, of half-sister, Denise Gassion. Gotcha. I'm, I'm following you. Okay. So, uh, raised in the brothel, it gets worse. Oh. Well. Okay. It is stated that from the age of three to seven... Edith was supposedly blind due to suffering from keratitis, keratitis. Have you heard of keratitis before? It rings a
0: bell, but I have no idea what it is, but All it, it, it makes is,
1: sense. carrot,
0: you know, keratin your eyes and stuff like that.
1: Good job, dude. You were super smart. I had no idea. Keratitis is just inflammation mm-hmm. of the cornea yeah. and it can often be caused from infection, injury or other diseases. Mm-hmm. Um, it's reported later. Uh, she was later healed by what she described as a, a miraculous healing. When she and a few of the prostitutes saved money to go on a pilgrimage honoring uh, the Catholic Saint Therese of Lisieux. Les Lisieux. Les oh, I think you said it right the first time. Lisieux. Yeah. Okay, there it is. We're gonna. Uh, we know you're not French, so we're okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad we. I'm glad everybody knows that because this is hard. Saint um, Therese was a Catholic nun who referred, who was referred to back in the 1800s as the Little Flower of Jesus.
0: Oh, I like that. Yeah. Who wouldn't want to be referred to as a little flower of
1: Jesus? (laughs) I might, but no, I'm serious. (laughs) That's like, wow. Well, yeah, she must have just been super nice. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. So fast forward to 1929. Edith was 14 years old and was taken by her father to join him in his acrobatic street performances. So this is after the First World War. He must have come home. Um, And I'm sure after he returned from the war, he didn't have much money. And he had to turn to performing on the streets to try and survive. Hmm. So, like, busking, I guess. Right on. It was then that Edith first began to sing in public. By 15, she met uh, Simon or Simone, probably Simone, Momone Bertot. Berto. And she was 15. She was 15 when okay. she met this guy. Gotcha. Uh, or this lady, I'm sorry, who some speculate as being her Simone. half-sister. Simone. Simone, yeah. yeah. Simone was known for being a famous French author, and it, and it is the author of the biography, Piaf, a book written about Edith. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were buddies. They were buddies. So, by 1935, Edith frequented a nightclub that was owned by Louis Le, Le Lapley. Le what is it? Two E's at the end, that makes it Laplie or Lapley. Boy, we're going to have to look... Okay,
0: that's going to be part of our fact check on the next one. We're going to actually look at French pronunciation. We're going to have
1: a whole segment of just how to pronounce all of these yeah, names. French words. Yeah, la ple, la ple, la ple. There it is. Yeah, so like, yeah. They Louis, la like ple. You know, yeah, those French. You they just
0: cool spit the word like, out. Le ple.
1: You say la ple. Monsieur la ple. It's like when you're eating a salad and you get the crouton, but it's super crunchy. You don't want to eat it anymore. So you're like, ugh, le ple. That's oh, right? I'm pretty sure that's the origination of that word. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he is the one. Oui, oui, memo's out. Hold on, hold on. Listen, listen. He is the one responsible for persuading Edith to sing. Despite her oh. nervousness, she agreed. And Le Ple is responsible for Edith's later adopted name, which would be Piaf, due to her only her only being four foot eight. He began to call her la Môme piaf, which is French slang for the little sparrow. I don't oh, know why I even geez. did an accent. I. It's clear that I don't know. <laughs> four four <laughs> foot eight? That was... She that was four foot eight. This and is at so, 15 or is this when she grew up all the way? This is when she... At 1935. So she was born in... I don't know. You do the math. 1915, so 1935. She's 20. Okay. She's 20-something okay. by that time? Yeah. Am I getting that right? Something I like think that? I so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so she is referred to as the little sparrow or La Momée Piaf. Laplait mm-hmm. began teaching her how to perform, teaching her proper stage presence and telling her how to only wear black dresses, which later became Edith's trademark. Black dresses. Mm hmm. Thanks to Louis Play. So Louis Laplait. Louis Leplais. He told the little bird to wear
0: the black dress
1: go ahead probably just like that good job you knew i was going to do a french story so you prepared a little well you know you worked on your sylvia wright impersonation and i had
0: some time to work on my french thank you
1: (laughs) through all of that you worked you had some time to oh wow great so this projected your career into fame and fortune edith went on to perform in successful plays theater and is most noted for her song la vienne and rose okay you know that song Totally. Now awesome. this
0: is where when you first mentioned the name, as I said, I would have never guessed it, mm-hmm. but that song, my daughter Isabel loves that song. Oh, That's cool. an awesome song. And I'm not sure if when she was trying to cover that song, if that was the version she was listening to, uh-huh. but I'm sure
1: I have heard at some point in time, I've heard... Uh, Edith's version. Are you serious? That song, yeah, that's absolutely. awesome. Yeah. I think Isabel's gonna love this story. If she doesn't already know this story, mm-hmm. she's gonna love it because what do happens? Do you know like, the song? I don't know the song. Okay. We're I'm gonna, gonna, gonna listen to, to it though. You show to it to me. Yes. Yeah, I will. It's great. We'll hang out after this and and we'll
0: do it. we're gonna watch that movie. Folks, drive.
1: we actually hang outside of OTM. We don't just show up and do this. Yeah, we're friends. <laughs> I have a friend. Okay, oh, moving I on. Care, right? So, Lavine and Rose, which mm-hmm. was uh, was voted a Grammy Hall of Fame award in 1998. So, oh, okay. years later, voted a Grammy Hall of Fame award in 1998. Okay, wow, that's it's cool. cool. Very cool. Yeah. Now, this is where the story gets good. Okay. In the height of her career, World War II began, and soon after, France became occupied by the German. Yep, by the German. Piaf, the German? Just one I thought of I had a misspelled word there, but it was right. Okay. Uh, so uh, World War II began, and soon after France became occupied by the German, Piaf despised German authority and could not stand death and brutality. Wow. Throughout Europe, Edith had gained much notoriety and was asked to tour Germany and perform for the soldiers. Piaf saw this as an opportunity and agreed to perform, however, had one stipulation. She agreed to perform for the German soldiers, but she said she would only sing if she could also sing for the French Jews. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now listen, okay. the Germans didn't hesitate and agreed to her conditions, so Piaf made sure after every performance at the camps, the, the you know, German camps, mm-hmm. uh, I forget what they're called. Concentration camps. Concentration camps, camps okay. thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so she would make sure after all of the performance at these concentration camps, she would take pictures with all the Jews. Edith did this so well, did so well on her tour throughout Germany that they asked her to come back for a second leg and perform throughout the countries, entertaining both the soldiers as well as the Jews held captive at the camps. Wow. Dude. Didn't know about this. She's about become. to become your freaking hero. Are you ready? I'm ready. Edith made sure to save the pictures... excuse me, the pictures that she had taken throughout the camps and on her return did the unimaginable. She made sure to perform at all the same camps as before and while back at home between the tours would develop artificial documents and identification for the Jewish prisoners. Once she made her way back to the camps for her performances, she made sure to hand out the fake IDs to all the Jews. She, Edith Piaf, is accredited accredited for saving over a 1000 over thousands of jews really yes by and handing out taking pictures with the yeah. jewish and making fake ids oh. and giving them back to them or giving them to them right on and giving them identification to then get out of the camps wow <coughs> isn't that crazy that you, you, fake ids go back that far isn't that amazing <laughs> that's all you got out of that no, that's wouldn't. all you got out of that folks <laughs> This woman freaking went into hell no, and I'm, said, Listen here, Satan. Yeah. <laughs> you will not. And she freaking saved a ton of people.
0: Went into hell and said, Listen here, Satan. Listen here, Satan. That I hadn't. How do you not, you know, it's amazing because I just finished reading a book, divert just for a second Harriet Tubman with my son. And mm-hmm. you know about the Underground Railroad.
1: And yes. Mm-hmm. But,
0: you know, you, you hear about these things. And I don't remember. This is
1: something you should have learned in school. This is something we should have definitely learned in school. But it's not American history or culture. And I'll later go on and explain how France views her at this point. But um, it's worldly culture. And it's worldly history that we should know. Because this one lady used her talents. Did the outside the mic mission. Mm -hmm. And used her career to do something outside and to better other people's lives. Not that it was our
0: our mission for her to do it, but our mission to talk about those missions.
1: That's right. We should be accredited for <laughs> Just kidding. Not at all. We're lame. Yeah. But she's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, and so here it goes. Everything is the Nazis awesome. later found out about her schemes. Is this the song? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Just Hold on, you, this you can go this ahead is too pleasant card. of a song for and this members. is Edith. Oh wow. You no, know, wow. that's beautiful.
0: This is like an intro. I don't remember this part. Really? This is the part I know.
1: Mm-hmm. You've well, heard I this before, heard it. right? It.
0: So many versions of the song, instrumental, everything. Really, What
1: a voice! And what a voice! And look, it, on the on his laptop, she is wearing only black dresses. It's doing a montage of pictures and she's wearing black dresses. And I'm
0: sorry, that was a purple dress. This is a black and white photo. Tour. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. It can only be two colors, Martin. That black or white.
0: I am I'm getting goosebumps just listening to her sing that. While knowing the story, dude. Wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Very so cool. So here right. it goes. The Nazis later found out about her schemes and she was tried in court. Ooh. Many of the people she had rescued from the camps... Showed up to the court to defend her. Right on. Um, and it didn't. The article that I was reading didn't go on further. Whether she got in trouble, I'm guessing she didn't, or it would have said something. Needless to say, Edith Piaf used her talents and fame for greatness and did not and did unspeakable good outside the mic. The French are proud of Edith Piaf, and she is held in high regard to this day. Wow. And she is. She is. I did look it up. She died in 1963, the year I was born. Wow.
0: So she wasn't very old. No. She wasn't even 50 years old. She was 48 years old when she passed away. Well,
1: but you have to take into consideration what was the life expectancy back then. Yeah. yeah, You know, didn't they die a little younger back then because of... Unknown okay. diseases and, and such. They didn't have the medication. I don't know. I'm I'd talking like could, I know about this and I don't know about you this.
0: Are, but you are, you know, sounds, sounds like, you know,
1: I you sound, I mean, that. I do. I mean, you should just be confident in what I'm saying. You should. Everybody else does it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Everybody else is <laughs> confident in what you say. except yeah. me sometimes. Yeah. That's a beautiful story. That's one of those stories that could easily work its way back into another episode because there's just so much and I have so many questions. Yeah. And I'm like, how did she die? Uh yeah,
1: we should touch upon all of that. I wonder if there's ever been a documentary about there must have there been. There must a have been. That's too crazy of a story. I'm surprised they haven't made a movie on that. Yeah. I bet there is a movie. I didn't even look. I uh, literally oh, found yeah. the story and got too excited and basically just read through, wrote the story, came back. Here I am.
0: I'm glad you found
1: that. How did you stumble upon Edith pee off. It's really sad, but all I did was Google "great greatest music musician stories of all time," and the Rolling oh. Stones had an article of thirty great stories, and I found that one. Hey, well, you know, if that got you there, it got me there. That then that worked. I'm now. I
0: here's one of my questions. First, not that I'm morbid, but I'm just curious about what what happened at the end for for Edith, how that how that came to pass also i'm really curious about who wrote that song because that's a brilliant song she wrote she wrote it dude yeah she wrote it it she says right that here song. wow yeah okay now that taking her up even
1: right more, edith more the notches. french singer kick butt chick i told you this yeah. <laughs> i i said from the beginning she was a kick butt chick and here she is and kicking I, butt I and she's a french, chick
0: french singer kick butt chick right sure she would love that she's probably right now
1: she's looking down upon us smiling going that's me that is me i think she would be gonna... i think she would be an outsider she would be an outsider i think so for sure kick right. butt chick kick butt chick so yeah i'm that
0: song has always been i don't know what it is about that song i think even from the time i was a kid and it'd be interesting to see that's another question but we could go on and on and like i said we'll probably come back To Edith again. And there's Mm -hmm. so many versions of that. It's been used in so many movies. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a, it's such a moving melody. It's like a haunting melody. And paired so nicely with her voice too, though. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which now I want to hear more of her voice. Mm -hmm. Now that I know she wrote that song as well, I would like to hear more of, her work
1: well now we can rest assured that all 350 facebook followers yeah now know who edith piaf is right if they would all listen right guys
0: (laughs) just kidding we still love you just for the support it's we love hey speaking of that as we transition really quick just to remind you one more time because we posted it but if you happen to be listening to this and you weren't aware we were being hosted our hosting platform was soundcloud We changed that to Podbean. Yeah, which is—I don't know if we talked about this, but I think it's kind of appropriate because in the very first pilot episode, we talked about what we thought podcast was, and you said little Peapod. Peapod. Yeah,
1: we were all sitting in a little Peapod together. Yeah, Yeah.
0: cozy. And now here we are in Podbean. So (laughs) we
1: found our home at last. That's that's good. (laughs) I didn't think about that. Yeah, it was meant to be. Uh, we chose Podbean because they offer a lot of great things for us as podcasters, but we thought that they were user-friendly and yep. we thought their, their whole s- design was simple and easy to get behind uh, for listeners as well for us. Yep. And through them, we will have a website here soon where it's going to be super easy to access our... Um, episodes very soon yeah very soon i I think i'm waiting on them to verify the domain and we're ready to go
0: by the time we release this can we by the say time that we so what's our domain this? name
1: it's our it's outside the mic.com baby it's just
0: outside the mic.com uh-huh that's it oh we're not even using their the pod no, we got the domain. we got the official og Good. outside the mic.com so i'm glad we brought that up because i, I <laughs> boy i hope we're not wrong but i think you're right If it's if that's all we're waiting on, Mm -hmm. was if you're listening to this, and you haven't searched the the website already, which you may have done through a post by the time we release this, outsidethemike.com. There you go. We have arrived at outsidethemike.com. It's like Back to the Future. (laughs) Sort of. It's like it's more like front to the past. (laughs) Front to the
1: same diff, dude. What's that? What's the front to the past? (laughs) <laughs> trying to juxtapose it and it uh, didn't work. Face to the butt. That's what this is. Uh, and and
0: Podbean is just
1: just podcast.
0: podcasts. Yep. So that's the other part. Because SoundCloud, we love SoundCloud. We're not going to SoundCloud.
1: SoundCloud. SoundCloud was, that was great a to Freudian us. Freudian slip. SoundCloud yeah, not so crowded. good. Yeah. yeah, it was a little crowded at SoundCloud, but SoundCloud, yeah. it was it was great for us. It was a great learning. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Okay. It was a great learning. Uh, experience for us. They were yeah. great hosts. The analytics I thought were super friendly. Yeah. The free version is great. And even the uh, pro version, we did yeah. the pro version for a while it was great. They, It's a great uh, platform. We just wanted something where we could incorporate the website and something that was geared specifically for podcasts. Exactly. Because we see this as something that's got longevity to it and mm-hmm. we would like to mm-hmm. be as professional with it as possible. And I think Podbean is, is that for us.
0: Uh, yeah, Exactly exactly yep. and that it was the right move to make it this time mm-hmm. and probably for the next episode we'll keep it on soundcloud just in case there's people that weren't aware and they go to their mm-hmm. and look for it it may not include the previous
1: episodes but it'll have the most recent episodes
0: right, Isn't that, right. What you said? that
1: was our plan yeah. we were going to uh because soundcloud there are so many users with with that free Version you can only have so many megabytes downloaded, so we'll just make sure to keep our recent, our most recent on there. But if you want to listen to all of them or if you want to binge, go to Podbean or Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. How
0: how appropriate, though, that when I looked at it the other day, when things were transitioning to Podbean, we finally hit seven hundred listens total, and then it just that was it. It stopped at seven hundred on SoundCloud. Yeah, that'd be kind of neat if it did a nice round number seven's a lucky number
1: seven's a good number yeah i like that seven's always been good
0: might get a few more so yeah all right so moving on and we're doing pretty good on time this episode we're not going to spend as much time as we could i'll just tell you that because i haven't told Jarrett yet Mm -mm. but i did discover and i'm about as excited about this as you were about edith and i didn't even have to work on any impersonations no. Or, or learn any French words or anything no, like that. You already knew them.
1: I did. Yeah, I but, did not.
0: <laughs> but it's not a misheard lyric. We're back to B-sides again. Oh, sweet. And I'm just going to say right away, this I'm going to make this brief this time around because I know for a fact I am so into discovering more about this and I'm so into this band that... I'm I'm gonna want to do more research. I'm gonna want to talk about this some more, but I'm just gonna kind of scratch the surface. Is it scratch that Brooks bit. and
1: Dunn? No,
0: no, it's not. Oh, it's not Brooks and Dunn. Okay, I'm gonna I scratch I, the. I thought LP. I had it tagged there. Okay, so we both I can tell you who it is because mm-hmm. I can't think of any clues to give you that you could actually guess. But my B side in this episode comes from you know possibly the most popular, greatest. Band ever.
1: Hootie and the Blowfish? You
0: guessed it. Jared. <laughs> oh, well, let's it, I didn't know you were a Hootie now. fan.
1: Wrap it up right here. Hootie and the
0: Blowfish, the greatest band. <laughs> <power laughs> no, it's the Beatles, Chad. Oh, yes. The Beatles, yes. The Beatles Hootie, and the Blowfish. and am blow you out of this room right now, I tell you. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> the Beatles. Okay. So, looking up B-sides... What I discovered is that the song Revolution, are you familiar with Revolution? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm Revolution. Oh, yeah. You know. So, have you ever heard of Revolution 1? What? You haven't heard of Revolution 1? You've heard of Revolution? Yeah. Have you heard of Revolution 9?
1: What? No. Huh?
0: Have you ever heard of Revolution Take 20?
1: Oh.
0: Oh, I see where you're going. No, I haven't. So they, this song, there's so much to unearth with Revolution. Really? So Revolution was, I'm just going to give a really brief, and like I said, we're going to touch on this some more, but it was, it started out as John, it's credited to Lennon and McCartney. Oh, cool. But it started out as John Lennon's, it was, you know, they had been told all along up to this point, Brian Epps epstein always cautioned them not to talk about those kind of things because they were supposed to be the good Beatles, the clean Mm -hmm. cut you know popular guys well obviously that wasn't gonna stay that way that
1: wasn't really lennon's no yeah it wasn't his his uh color i
0: guess No, exactly that
1: wasn't his groove and
0: and you know not to say that the other ones didn't want to make political statements. But I think John was the one that definitely pushed for making political statements. Mm -hmm. So Revolution was kind of his breakthrough song for that. Well, what happened is they recorded, and I had never heard this. I can't believe it. I'm kind of embarrassed to admit, Hmm. you know, for people who are more um, really hardcore Beatles fans that might already know some of this, they recorded a version. It was kind of like a bluesy version of Revolution for the album. And it was called The White Album. It was uh, basically a double album. And they recorded a version which went on the album which i'm going to play you a little bit of that just real quick and you'd be surprised to hear this as i was because i know you probably haven't heard this version before not the radio version that we were used to hearing so wow so it's got the distorted guitar in there yeah with that acoustic
1: background Yes. Very chill.
0: and he says cut me out and then he says in. Oh cool. They say So part of the controversy originally and they said that he was I'm not going to get into until I research it more what was going on with the new left it was called in Europe and mm-hmm. there was people were making demonstrations and he did not he did not approve of violent demonstrations he was Mm -hmm. more about demonstrations with you know flowers and peaceful revolution is what he was about and that's why he said you can count me out and then he said in so it was kind of like he wasn't really ready to commit either way with that one Mm. so what happens is they release this on that album revolution number nine if you ever listen to that i'm not going to play that there's no music involved it was also released on that album but it was just, it was a collage of sounds and sound clips from all these various things. Really, It's almost hard to listen to in a way if you're looking for Beatles music. Uh-huh. Um, there's probably a bigger statement that we could delve into with that as well. So what happened though, the reason this became a B-side, mm-hmm. originally Lennon wanted that bluesy version that we just listened to. Mm-hmm. He wanted that to be released as the single. And he got voted down And what happened was they said it was too slow. McCartney and the other band members agreed. And they said it was too slow. So he decided he would go in. He was up to the task. He wanted to re-record a different version. So the one that we are all familiar with that got released was Revolution, which I'll play you that real quick. Okay. Uh, I knew none of this, by the way.
1: This is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, isn't this? Yeah. I'm like, like my, my mind is officially blown. So the version... That was re recorded. Well, there's lots of re recordings of Revolution as you get into it. But the one that everybody's used to hearing that got released as a signal single, which mm-hmm. did not get released on an A side, however, you rec- you'll recognize this version. Let's check this out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Up tempo. Yeah. Distorted
1: guitar. Big difference, yeah. Tempo's up.
0: But now if you hear him on the chorus, we'll give it to at least the chorus. I loved this song because when I was young, I was starting to get into the metal guitar. Yes. But when you talk about destruction,
1: don't you
0: know
1: that you can pass?
0: Okay, he did say in on that <laughs> he one did too. Say, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, he snuck it in on the end. So that still did not get released on the A side. The A side was Hey Jude, which went to number one. Oh, okay. By yeah. the way. But that B side became extremely popular as well. Sure. And in some places actually did better than Hey Jude.
1: I was gonna say if it was probably pushed as much as an A side was at that time, it probably oh, yeah. would have been a hit. I mean Absolutely. it was a hit, I think, for Beatles fans, mm-hmm. but probably charting was it. Yeah, and and I think charting-wise it was,
0: but that's what you got to realize. And I think we touched on that when we first talked about B-sides. There are certain groups, individuals, who were so incredibly famous and just influential at the time. The Beatles were one of those. I'm sure if you looked at it, they had a lot of songs, or at least a good handful of songs, Mm -hmm. that the B-side did just as well as the A-side. Oh, yeah. Just because they were so popular. Yeah. But the fact that it ended up on the B side, there's a lot of controversy that surrounds that, and that was part of when the Beatles were starting to struggle and maybe start mm-hmm. to grow apart. Mm-hmm. Um, he was pushing for it to be A side. It was kind of the McCartney McCartney Lennon battle was beginning, right. and, and it ended up
1: on the B side. And yeah, I'd be interested no to idea. hear more about that. i I hope mm-hmm. we I hope you do pursue that because that's, I mean, that's we want to know. I mean, I want to know that. That's that's crazy. That's. I mean, you never, you know the song, you never know the background to it, mm-hmm. especially a B-side like this. Yeah. On a flip to Hey Jude. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's I, talk awesome. About, I
0: want that 45. I wonder what that 45 <laughs> is
1: worth. I bet it's, yeah. Or to it's find maybe one of the original 45s to the the old version or whatever you said, take one or take.
0: Well, and that never got released as a single.
1: that oh, The got... album
0: version with the bluesy sounding uh-huh. revolution actually never got released as a single this is the one that got released as a single really? later on in cds and compilations oh, this is it goes on beyond okay. that there's one called that's why i said revolution take 20. if you listen to that it's mixed in with uh outtakes from the studio people making comments uh, okay. and then they go into the song they, i mean they must have retracted that song you could literally cover it's kinda like with Edith and with this, you could almost do an episode dedicated just to that because there's so much great story behind it, sure. great information. So about many what rabbit was going holes on. to go yeah, under that yeah.
1: uncover more rabbit holes and more Yeah. That's cool, man. Good. Absolutely. Good shoes, dude. And I'm excited to hear more. That's awesome.
0: And we shall. And we shall. And we're gonna look at uh one thing we did not do because we talked about um we kind of turned into a movie review last time (laughs) but we did mention crossroads and i didn't get a chance to see it i still want to see crossroads the robert johnson uh the story about robert johnson yeah or it it may have been a um, more of one of the archetype stories i don't know if they talk directly about robert johnson in that movie or if it's the story about selling your soul i think it's just making
1: a deal around it yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah exactly right on
0: so there it is that's Probably what we got here on this episode of Outside the Mic on Podbean, all cuddled into our little Podbean, cozy.
1: <laughs> we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, again, we are on Apple Podcasts, we're on Google Play, Spotify, and now Podbean. In just a sh- sh- few short days, we'll be on. Outside the mic.com. Outside the mic.com. Check that out. That's probably
0: going to be the easiest way. A lot of people obviously have your, whatever your favorite way to listen to a podcast is. If you're a podcast subscriber type, you may have, I like Apple podcasts. It's real handy on my phone. Mm -hmm. But if you're online and it's, uh, if, and especially if it's your first time ever checking it out, at least I think that's going to help our search engine thing too. If you go ahead and Google outside the mic, if we got that domain, that should pop up, right? Absolutely. Wouldn't you think?
1: Wouldn't, Wouldn't you think? think? Wouldn't you thunk it? Wouldn't you thunk it? That's Outside the Mic. Thank you, guys.
0: Thanks, outsiders. Tune in uh, next time on Episode 8. Outside the Mic. Outside the mic.